Hello, hello, my friends. It is March 1st, 2021, and it's Sonia here with Fresh Approach Fitness, a wellness company. You are listening to episode number 47, and this is actually part five of a six-part fat loss series. Thank you so much for joining us. Whether it's your first time popping in, and if so, and you want to go through and catch the other four segments, um, I invite you to do so. But this is your first time. Welcome. You know, Fresh Approach Fitness, a wellness company, we're here to help you look at life a little bit differently. Have a greater pep to your step. Understand why your goals mean so much to you and what it is that you're working towards. So you're looking at everything from a new perspective. What I do, I am a triple certified. So I'm certified as a personal trainer, a healthy eating and weight loss coach, and I'm a life coach with NLP and mindfulness certificates. So what I do is I intertwine all of that when it comes to helping you live your best life. Typically, I work with people in the areas of helping them achieve time freedom, balanced energy, and elevated finances. So lean in today. We're going to be going over episode number five, and it's all about mindfulness and meditation for fat loss. So I just, just got back from a morning walk with the dogs and it's like zero degrees here. If you could believe I had to leave the house and then come back in and switch jackets because it was a little bit too cool for my first jacket. And this is a new practice I want to get into, morning walks, getting out there, saying hello to people, moving my body first thing. And the reason why this is important to me right now, and it's important to, to bring about in today's podcast is we are already two months in to 2021. We are officially starting our third month. For many people, a lot of the conversations lately have come around like, wow, where has the time gone? And think about that for a minute. It just felt like yesterday when we were making those New Year's resolutions or those promises to ourselves, or maybe some of you just joined the most recent weight loss challenge in mid-February and you're already a third of the way through it without realizing it. What action are you taking daily to bring you closer and closer to your goals? So I was spinning, I'm doing Pilates, I'm walking on Sundays with my girlfriends, social distance walking, um, but I want to step it up a little bit. I want to strengthen my core. I want to strengthen my outlook on life. I want to do this for myself and get the dogs out first thing in the morning. So it's a bit of a um, muscle match, if you would. The dogs want to sniff and stop and smell everything. And typically at night, we let them do that. But I'm trying to get a workout in for myself and start my day. So I don't want to be stopping every five minutes. So we're we're working on that rhythm that works for both of us. Two dogs, me. But I have to tell you, it feels so invigorating. It feels so refreshing just to get out there. A couple kilometers. Um, it doesn't have to be much. But as you're going through and listening to today's episode, and today's episode is mainly going to be around meditation, um, routine, habits that are going to help build your success for fat loss because it's not what you do every once in a while. It's what you do consistently every single day that's going to help you get the results that you're looking for. And it doesn't matter the intensity. It doesn't matter. the. It matters more the consistency versus how much weight you use if you're training 
or the intensity of your workout or the intensity of your walk. It matters more that you get up and go, that you move your body and that you're mindful with your choices. So let's get comfortable. Actually, there's one more thing I want to talk about and why this is so important today. Remember how I mentioned just a few minutes ago how like, wow, we're in March already, right? It's the beginning of the third month of 2021. And if we're not careful, we're going to be sitting here March 2020, 2022, and wondering what exactly has happened over the last year. Because how many times has this happened year after year where life goes by and we don't realize that the action we're not taking, we're, we're wondering why we're not reaching our goals, but we don't stop and appreciate that we haven't taken the action to get there. So a couple things today that I want you to think about as you're listening to this podcast. As we age, our life goes by quickly because it's a percentage of our life that goes by. When we're younger, it's perception. We don't have anything to measure it against. But now that we're getting older, as every year goes by, it's a percentage of our life. The greater our life is, the longer we live, the more everything gets put into perspective. But when we're younger, it is literally a perception of perspective because our life is so little, we don't realize the big picture. But the older and older we get, the quicker and quicker time will go by. So keep that in mind as you're thinking of your goals and the small actions that you need to do today and think about adding them into your day-to-day. So what I'm going to be doing today is I'm going to be including a link to the habit tracker that I'd like you to download and print and write down your habits that you would like to do for March. Start small. You can add more next week. You can add more as the week goes on. So for instance, my morning walks, I would like to be, I would like that to be a habit every day of the week, every day. Um, It doesn't have to be long or short, but I want to get up and get going every day. Now for me, every day is the 80-20 rule. Okay, if I do 100%, that's great, but I aim for 80% with everything I do because that is what gets us sustainable. So on top of that, I would like to add some additional movement, whether it's cycling or whether it is like spinning on that spin bike or getting outside to cycling or whether it's Pilates, some sort of core movement. But that's not going to be an everyday motion. That's going to be a three or four times a week motion. So add to your habit tracker what you want to do regularly and what you want to do more often than not. Um, What else is important? Drinking water perhaps is important to you if you're not already drinking water. So add some things to the habit tracker that you're already doing that you just want to up level. As well, add some things to your habit tracker that you would like to add to your day. So perhaps you're not journaling at all. You're not spending any time doing any kind of gratitude or putting your thoughts on paper or journaling. If you're not journaling, I would like to invite you to listen to episode, I believe it's episode two or three of the series of podcasts. And I talk about the benefits of journaling and what it's, what it does for your mindset when it comes to downloading your thoughts on paper and what it does to your brain in the headspace. So I invite, I'm not going to touch on that, but I do invite you to go back and listen to the second or third episode. Once you've done that, let me know which episode it is. So I'm not saying second or third to people, but it is a phenomenal analogy that I talk about why journaling is super, super important. And it doesn't matter if you don't journal because you can't stop, set a timer, literally set a timer for five minutes. What I would do personally, and this is what I do, I pull an affirmation card, I read it. I set my essential oil for the the day. I get my diffuser going in my home office. 
I grab my journal. I write down for five minutes whatever thoughts I have. Now, if I have time, I will circle back and do more. But I will at least aim for one page, no more than five minutes, and that's it. Now, there is a couple times I've gone back and I've added more to it. And sometimes I've added five or six pages. But if you don't know where to start, start there. You really want to empty what's in your mind from today so you can start today off fresh. I personally like to journal in the morning. It's part of my morning routine. And why is this important when it comes to fat loss? It's important because you're not harboring on to the mistakes and the poor decisions you made yesterday. We have a tendency to do that. Every single day, you have choices to make. Every single day, you have chances to make a better choice. You can make a better choice every single time you make a decision. So it is super important to journal and write down your thoughts. You're not harboring on yesterday's decisions today. That story is closed. That chapter is done. Nothing can be done from yesterday. You can only work on today. So the best advice I can give you is grab that habit tracker and write down some. You can write down all, but maybe only start with a couple until you know your routine and your rhythm. And when you're ready, add more to your day, to your schedule, to your rhythm. So some of the things I would think about, um, morning walk, journaling, gratitude, water, and whatever works for you. It could be affirmations. I've been doing meditations every single morning and that helps as well. It brings my body in a peaceful state before I even start the day. So speaking of meditations, when it comes to eating and managing our weight and our health, it is important to acknowledge the importance of the mind-body connection. And it's not just in a space where you're doing yoga or where you're relaxing or where you're sitting on a yoga mat and going into Zen mode. It doesn't have to be like that. If that's for you, great, all the better. But it doesn't have to be such a ritual. Our hectic, jam-packed lives may be literally weighing us down. In a recent poll, 38% of adults reported eating or overeating in the past month as a means to deal with or to avoid stress. About 50% of these adults reported these behaviors in the past week. These are very phenomenal stats because especially when you realize how overeating and fat in particular. So overeating is one thing, but where the fat deposits go in your body is huge. If you have a round shape midsection, you are at higher risk for things like diabetes and heart diseases because literally where the fat is located will block off your um, organs from reaching the essentials. That's where things like blood clots happen. That's where diabetes, heart disease, heart attacks, all of those problems stem from obesity. And I'm not going to go into the BMI terms of obesity. Obesity, let's start with simple terms of what you physically look like and where your weight is throughout your body. If you have even extra pockets of weight throughout your body, head, shoulders, knees, and toes, or if the majority of it is in your midsection, be mindful of that. If the majority of it is in your midsection, you definitely want to be super, super careful because that is due to stress. That is due to overeating and lack of activity. And that's what's going to cause long-term effects in your health. Long-term effects in your health 
have a big difference in your lifestyle, right? It's going to mean decreased mobility. It's going to mean healthier roadblocks down the road. Um, diabetes is the first one that comes to mind, but there are so many, especially type two diabetes. There are so many different health risks that comes with that. And if you're listening to this podcast outside of Canada, listen, I know I'm in the States, you're not covered as much unless you're on a health plan. It's going to cost you more not to be healthy in Canada. The same thing, my friends, eventually it costs you your lifestyle when you're not healthy. And I'm not saying, again, we're not talking about BMI. I have a totally different um, perspective on BMI than along along the line of most health professionals, we have the same perspective, but I'm not going into BMI today. It's not something I agree with. I want you to physically take a look at your body shape and see where you're at. You know, if the majority of your extra loving is in your midsection, be careful, okay? If you have it everywhere, thighs, boobs, chest, that's a little bit better, but we're still going to work on it. And we're not looking to be a perfect size six or eight or single digits. That's not what this is about. This is about helping you be mindful for where you're at right now and how to create healthy stab, how to create healthy habits. And we're going to stack those habits as you're working on your fat loss journey. So this is a feeling or behavior you can relate to. If this is a feeling or a behavior you can relate to, you're not alone. The good news is there are steps you can take that may be able to help you manage in terms of meditation, in terms of mindful movement, in terms of being more aware of what you're doing on the daily. Okay. And I really want you to lean in today because there are some habits that we haven't talked about yet. We haven't talked about intuitive eating. We haven't talked about mindful eating and we haven't talked specifically about mindful meditation, such as the walk I just did. And you're walking, it's going to be on autopilot, but you can add walking for fat loss by walking in intervals. So this is one of the takeaways, um, the tactical implementations I want you to think about for today. And that is walking in intervals. Use houses or use mailboxes or telephone poles as a landmark for you to begin and end your intervals. And you can start your intervals nice and easy. And when you're ready, walk a little faster to the next one, slow down, go to a regular pace for the next one. And then the third one, go a little bit faster again, fast, slow, fast, slow. And eventually you can do fast, medium, slow, or you might be able to run a little bit from landmark to landmark. And, and I won't be able to do that with my ankles for quite some time, but it doesn't matter. Walking will work for so many things. You're kicking your day off with the right practice. You're starting your day off with healthy movement. So what this does is this helps us take some time to put into perspective our plans for the day. You're earning your shower by a simple walk. You're getting a couple of kilometers and you're upping your step count. If you do it while listening to a book or with the mindful movement that we just talked about, maybe music will motivate you. You're going to notice that you're going to start to look forward to moving more. And I'm saying a simple walk today, but you can use this for any kind of cardio routine that you want. That's what I like about the, um, the spin bike routine I've been doing. It is intervals and it is intense. In 20 minutes, it's a 300 calorie burn as I'm having so much fun 
with the lights off, feeling like I'm in retro listening to mumbo number five. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) It got a little off topic from Monday morning. Okay. So let's go into this a little bit. Specific practices and techniques. Um, when it comes to meditation, mindful eating, and intuitive eating, this can help us learn or relearn how to have a healthy relationship with food and how to remove any problematic feelings we may have surrounding eating. Right now with eating, especially when it comes to fat loss, there's a lot that surrounds the all or nothing mindset. I want you to step away from that. Today's challenge is to step away from that. Give yourself permission to eat whatever you want as long as you understand how it's making you feel. I've noticed last week that eating some red meat does not make me feel good. Eating fish and chicken definitely make me feel really, really good afterwards. So that's a new shift for me. I've been able to eat red meat most of my life. I've stepped away for the most part from ground beef, but we had um, a roast beef the other day and I wasn't loving it. Not one bit. So be mindful. Some things might change and it doesn't matter what you're eating, but I want you to lean in and see how it's making you feel. That's intuitive eating. Fat loss may be a side effect of cultivating this renewed relationship, but it's important not to establish fat loss as the primary goal. So although this is part of the fat loss series, the primary goal of being intuitive with eating, with mindful movement, and with meditation or some calming practices, fat loss is not the primary goal. You're not doing this to lose weight. You're doing this to learn new healthy habits that you can sustain, which is why we talk about the 80-20 rule. But doing so may constrain us so we're unable to truly eat intuitively or in a mindful way. So if you step away from eating primarily for fat loss, eating primarily for weight loss, eating primarily with an action that you're hoping to get a certain result from, that's going to step away from intuitive eating or being mindful. So let yourself eat everything and just notice how you're feeling and choose healthier foods next time. That's where you're going to have the most success. So eat because you're hungry, not because you're stressed about family or work issues or feeling overwhelmed. The best way to eliminate stress is really to work with a coach, to be honest. They're going to help you get to the root of the problem. But before you do that, or if you're not quite ready to do that yet, practice some of the things I'm talking about today. Practice some of my shares and my wins. You will learn through these practices how to appreciate and love your body for all it can do. And that is the biggest takeaway. I'm going to say, once you love your body, you're going to treat it completely different. Completely different. You're going to want to move it more. You're going to want to listen in respect when it's tired. Last night I was exhausted. Don't know why. Um, I really don't know why I was so exhausted last night. I probably got another night of 10, 11 hours worth of sleep in. I am a 47-year-old woman who has no reason to get that kind of sleep in. But I was exhausted. I listened to my body and I slept through the night. Um, But I also fell asleep about 9 o'clock last night. Okay, so like I said, it was maybe 10 hours that I got in last night. Um, But that's okay. When you listen to your body, you're going to give it what it needs. If I fought my tiredness last night... I know this for a fact, I would have indulged in something that wasn't going to be healthy for me, like chips or maybe ice cream, maybe not ice cream because Tony did bring home some frozen yogurt and I got all excited about it. Um, But I would have probably snacked on something to stay awake and that's not what my body needed. 
at all. My body needed rest. So it is okay. No, there is no judgment at all. If you're tired, sleep. If you are going to eat because you're stressed, take a few minutes, step outside your comfort zone, go outside, look at the fish, look at the weather, go for a quick walk around the block, call a friend, message me, see if I'm available. I'm going to give you my number right here, write this down, 226-377-0799. My name is Sonia. Text me, text me, because you're not in this journey alone. It feels like it. It feels like you're the only one going through this. And the thoughts going through your head are heavy, but they're not serving you. And the reason why I say they're not serving you is because you are in the same place that you were. They're not serving you. It's time to do something different. And I know not everybody can afford a life coach. I know it's not financially timing timing for the right person, which is why I do these podcasts, which is why I offer an amazing Facebook group called Celebrate Everything, where right now I'm actually talking about 30 days, change your habits, change your life. I am putting up free information. I do free affirmations. This is a way to serve and to help you become the best version of you that you could possibly be. If I'm doing all of this for free, can you imagine what kind of coaching I offer when we work one-on-one? My number again, 226-377-0799. But if you're listening to this podcast and you text me, please say your name and how you heard from me so I have an idea what this is about. Okay, back to the story. So when it comes to fat loss, we're stepping away from our typical habits and we're creating new habits, which is why we talked about the habit tracker. We also talked today about mindful movement intuitive eating, right? Those two things. And then practicing some meditation like thoughts, whether it's using the Calm app or it is doing your gratitude journal um, or even writing out affirmations, whatever that looks like to you. And those are some of the things that should go on your habit tracker. We also talked about putting a few things on your habit tracker that you're already doing so you can track how often you're doing them, but some new things that you want to aspire to. And you're just going to start by seeing where you're at and how often you're doing them. So you can identify how you want to grow from there. If this is something that you're doing every day, like 80% of the time, or if this is something that you're okay doing two or three times a week, we'll get there. This isn't about doing everything at once. You've done that before. It doesn't work. That's more of a diet. A diet, and we can use the word diet when it comes to many significant lifestyle change, has an end date and a start date typically. A diet is quick changing actions. Here, we're working on a lifestyle shift, a lifestyle that's going to help you achieve time freedom. And yeah, that's serious. How are you going to achieve time freedom when it comes to weight loss? Huge, 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 huge. You're going to have the desire. You're going to fit it into your schedule. It's going to fill your day up with energy. But speaking of energy, you're also going to have balanced energy by choosing the right foods in the right movement which is going to help you manage your time better. And the third one is elevated finances. And and you're probably thinking, how does elevated finances have anything to do with weight loss or fat loss? Huge, because you're going to be cooking from home a lot more. Or when you go out, you're going to be choosing foods that fill you up because you're more in tune with your eating. You're not going to be ordering skip the dishes as much. You're not going to be buying clothes online for instant gratification. If you are, you're buying Zaya because that's going to make you look at least 10 pounds smaller. 
Oops, side plug. Yes, Zaya is one of my businesses. Um, so is doTERRA. When we talk about the essential oils, I do use doTERRA essential oils every day. I wear Zaya every day because I love the clothing. And I'll be completely honest, my third product line is Arbonne. And I do use that for what I put in and on my body um, in terms of body lotion, skincare, protein, calming tea, all of that. And yes, I use these products for a reason. Not only am I making money off these business lines, not only am I helping people live their best lives, but I wear them, use them every single day of my life as well because of the way they make me feel and because they're in alignment with what I do. I do talk a little bit more about this in my Celebrate Everything group when I'm talking about what's on sale, some of the promos, some of the reasons why. I'm not going to go into this today, but I am sharing for two seconds that my book, Thriving, Not Just Surviving, is about my network marketing. And you're wondering probably, and I'm not going to go into detail, how this all works with my weight loss and fat loss and mindfulness. But that's the thing. When you attach yourself to what works, you stick with it. It's part of a lifestyle. It becomes who you are. That is how you achieve time management, balanced energy, and elevated finances. I am welcoming each and every single one of you to go into a one-on-one conversation with me on this, but I'm not going to be talking about this on today's show. I'm going to go back to how stress or emotional eating occurs when people tend to eat and overeat because of strong emotions or feelings. So rather than responding to their own internal cues of hunger, they lean into what they've known, comfort. Remember how I just got through saying, if I didn't listen to my body last night, if I did not go to bed as early as I went to bed, I would have been eating junk food. That's not going to serve me. That's not going to help me with my goals. You all know, and if you, if you're new to this, you might not know. I have, um, bilateral Achilles tendinopathy, which means really, really bad Achilles problems on both of my ankles. A year ago, I was not able to go for a walk. So a two kilometer walk is excellent for me. So it's to be flat surfaces as much as possible. But my point is we shift, we do what we can, we adapt. But if we're not mindful, if we're not intuitive, we will respond with the wrong action to those cues that we're paying attention to. Practicing mindfulness will help us become more aware of what those cues are telling us. So sometimes when we experience strong emotions, these emotions can outweigh our physical feelings of fullness and satisfaction. This can result in us overeating. Sometimes like last night, if I was tired, I would have chosen chips instead. And yes, I'm being completely vulnerable. A health coach talking about chips. It's life. Judge me if you will, but it is life. I am human. It happens. That is one of my weaknesses, especially when I'm tired. Instead, I listened to myself and I went to bed. So food is used as a coping mechanism for a lot of people to dull strong emotional moments throughout your day. We use food. We don't just eat when we're hungry. We use food to dull those feelings. But it's essential to acknowledge that this experience contributes towards a perpetual cycle that's no longer serving us, right? Or we wouldn't be listening today. We wouldn't be here where we're at trying to make a difference in our life if that was working. And yes, most people are feeling stressed, but we're almost a second year in with COVID now, like going into year two, it hasn't been quite a full year yet, or just starting to be a full year. And of course, stress is paramount right now. I'm teaching you today different ways that you can practice and add to your practice that would make a difference. 
Feeling stressful emotions can lead to overeating. It's very common, which leads to guilt or shame, which is struggling back to feelings and not being able to process or handle negative emotions or stress. This is where working with a life coach is huge, especially if you've done my wellness quiz. I really, really, really talk about this and we get to the root of your problem and everybody is completely different. Mindful eating is a technique or framework you can use to repair your relationship with food and eating experiences. It allows us to be present, engage in our senses, how the food tastes, how the food smells, and more importantly, how our body feels. And I did talk about this already, the difference for me between red meat and white meat. Um, mindful eating incorporates intuitive eating. It helps us to slow down and to listen to our internal cues of true hunger versus um, cues of being satiated and such. So satiated means that you're, you know, you're still hungry or you're, you know, satiated is more a feeling of fullness. It's not hunger. Hunger is ghrelin. So those are the different hormones that we talk about a little bit more that I haven't gotten into yet. So I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but satiation is being full. And when you're full, you're no longer making decisions to eat, to fill your body because your body is full and the fuel has done its job. But when we don't eat food that is fueling, so when we're eating just to eat mindlessly, mindlessly, that's a tricky word, um, then we are not fueling our body for what it needs. When we fuel our body with the proper vitamins, nutrients, macro, macro values that it actually needs. And this is where I do a lot of work with people one-on-one is finding their right macro fit for them. What happens is you are fueling your body with the right food and you are feeling satiated sooner. So when we can slow down and become more mindful, you know, when you're full, mindful eating can lead to weight loss, fat loss, losing fat should not be the goal outcome for motivation. If our food choices are made based on a certain physical outcome we are wishing for, it indicates that we have already stopped eating mindfully. So we want to be careful of what we're eating and how we're feeling and stop there. So intuitive eating is a mind-body, not a diet approach to health and wellness. It rejects the concept of dieting and teaches us to trust our bodies and to listen to our internal physical cues. With the goal of healing our relationship with food. That's where we're starting with this. Intuitive eating includes principles of mindful eating. However, it encompasses a broader, expanded philosophy that spans across moving your body because it feels good to move and using nutritional information without bias. And I want to expand on this for a second because mindful movement we talked about, but using nutritional information without bias. What that means is you can eat whatever you want, but you're going to likely choose foods that make you feel better. And that's what intuitive eating is all about. doesn't mean you can't have ice cream, but you might want frozen yogurt like I do instead, because then you're not feeling bloated and you're not extended at the stomach and you have more energy. You're not lethargic on the couch. So for me, that's a preference. For some of you, it might not be a preference, but think about that. What foods make you feel better? than others. That's going to be one of your projects this week. And how meditation may help us manage our weight. I just want to touch on this before I end today's today's um, particular episode. 
just as meditation can help us with stress, sleeping, focus, and so much more, it can also have an impact on our relationship with eating and help us manage weight. When it comes to losing fat, we typically think of taking a spin class or opting for the salad instead of the burger for lunch. This may seem counterintuitive to consider sitting in one place and focusing on your thoughts and doing a meditation for weight loss. These sorts of perceptions are only part of the picture. So keep in mind that weight loss is not simply physical and it's not black and white and it does not have an end date. And in today's episode, I am using weight loss and fat loss interchangeably. Um, it is important to do so today. It's important for you to know that they are different, but in today's particular episode, I am using both of those words interchangeably. So it's not black and white. You don't have to be running a marathon in order to have results. You don't have to be doing that spin bike to have results. Mindful movement works. Intuitive eating works. So as humans, we're emotional beings and acknowledging the fact that is helpful in developing a healthy relationship with food and potentially losing body fat or maintaining whatever weight is healthiest for our bodies is the goal. Typical weight loss methods, diet and exercise work in the short term, but most people do gain that back. When weight loss protocols are included with mindfulness interventions, such as mindful movement, intuitive eating, you are going to see results that are completely different than what you've had in the past. Completely different. And that's your takeaway for today. I really want you to think about the exercises that we shared, the habit tracker that I talked about, getting that set up, how to reach me, knowing that I'm here to support and guide you through your journey, every step along the way, no matter what that looks like right now. And my friends, that is it. I am chiming off for another week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please like, subscribe, and share with your friends. The more people I can help to live a better life, the healthier and happier, believe me, much happier this world will be. Okay, make it a great day.